Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, back from Argo City, and with me is my good friend, Tim. Hey, I'm just a good friend. It's, I, I enjoy our friendship. You know, we, we wear white together. <laughs> um, we, yep. we check out the greenhouse. You know, you, you know we love the greenhouse you know that love it mm-hmm. yep we do other things that friends do for one another like not brag about saving people or stuff like that you know we're we're good friends we're goodly friends frank we are goodly friends we are we are goodly goodly friends going on 10 years now and going on 11 years i guess mm-hmm. uh yeah i i think it's i think it's safe to say this is this is gonna work out i think so i think so that is unless of course you're hiding secrets from me such as wearing robes and being part of a secret cult that would be crazy i would never do that who would do that anyway that one Allison mack would do that anyway hey, hey. anyway no tattoos here anyway um I, I, we do have a secret i don't know if you call it a cult and i don't I actually don't know if you'd call it a secret it's actually a very public email address um <laughs> super tv talk at gmail.com it's extremely public and well known and uh people email us at that address and uh several of them did that this past week and i would like to read their correspondence starting now fantastic take it away okay all right well this first one comes to us from randy uh randy has has a little theory so uh in, in case you haven't heard uh in season four of Supergirl, we are going to be getting uh, well, not not just in Supergirl, but across the whole crossover of, of episodes that will happen next season, as we have every season. Uh, we're going to have Batwoman joining us for next season's big, you know, inter-series crossover. Kate Kane, Batwoman, and so uh, Randy proposes the theory: uh, What if the uh, Earth One doppelganger? of Alex Danvers is Batwoman. What if on Earth 1 we've got Jeremiah Danvers dies before Alex is born and Eliza marries another man, Jacob Kane, before moving to Gotham City and they end up naming their daughter Catherine or Kate and she becomes Batwoman. And so Alex is the Earth 38 version of Batwoman. What say you? I think that's a pretty cool theory. But I don't want to see it mm. because because that means that we wouldn't Batgirl or Batwoman, I mean, would be there for that crossover and then go away. Right. And right. I want okay. her I want her as a constant. And that means either that Alex goes away and be, and then we get used to Kate Kane, you know, you know, played by the same person. Or, or, you know what I mean. Or we just have to say goodbye to we have to say goodbye to Batwoman pretty quickly. So as as like cool as all of that would work out, and I think that um, Kyler would do a great job at it. And there's a lot of pieces in play. Selfishly, I want to see 
a lot of Batwoman, mm. and and so and I we wouldn't have that option, um, oh, I, unless they got rid of Alex, which I don't want either. So sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I mean, I I think she'd do an amazing job at it. I kind of I kind of feel like Batwoman kind of deserves to have her own story and her own, you know, her own, you know, whole origin set apart. Um so as I, I think that would be a real that would be a really cool Elseworlds story, right? Where mm-hmm. like Batwoman and and Supergirl have that that connection uh that her sister is actually the doppelganger. Like that that would be really that would be a really cool Elseworlds story. Um, but I'm not sure that, that that's where, where they'd be headed on this show. But it's a cool theory. I, I like where Randy's head is at. I like that he's thinking in terms. It's of, outside the box, it's and that is for sure really fun. And it's the kind and, of thing they would they, they they would do on this show, to be honest. You know, to to go down that route of like exploring who else's doppelganger is out there. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. I, well, I mean, think about um, think about uh, the Flash, where you have Jay Garrick and exactly right, exactly and. And Mr. and Mr. Allen there, Barry's dad, um, you know, he's the Earth 2 version. So so there are we've already seen that done in the Arrowverse before. And so it's not out, out of the realm of possibility. But that means that we'd have to say goodbye to one or the other at the end of it. And right. I, I don't I don't want I don't want that. But if she does end up being part of the Supergirl part of the universe, then that means we get a lot of the S crest and the bat crest together on screen, ah, which is yeah. really, which I'm really excited about. But I think she is kind of aesthetically fits Arrow more than any of these other shows. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think generally, you know, that character is is more uh, the the Arrow. I almost said the Arrowverse, but this whole thing's the Arrowverse. Arrow and its characters are much more aligned with Gotham and Batman than than any other show in this uh in this little universe exactly. yeah exactly it's also the show that it's also the show that's mentioned gotham or or the waynes more right everybody's kind of gotten a few times supergirl has that like we're moving back to gotham moment and and uh the flash has the newspaper with wayne tech and stuff but but arrow has gone down that route a few times even as coming as far as to talk about bruce wayne mm-hmm. and so i think I think she's going there, especially since Stephen Amell was the one that made the announcement. So if it was if it was, she was going to another show after the crossover, they might have given it to a different actor. Sure, sure, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I buy that. Yeah. That all being said, somebody do fan art as Alex's Batwoman. Yes, please. Yep. Yes, please. So, I just want to see what it would look Me like. Me too. You, you could definitely redesign that new suit that Wynn just made her and retrofit it to look like a bat costume. That is very true. It actually wouldn't take a lot of uh a lot of work to slap a, a good looking bat symbol on that on that suit. It'd look really freaking cool. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That'd yeah. be awesome. All right. Next right. email. Next email comes from Alexis. Alexis says, Hi, big fan of the show, yours and of course Supergirls. In your last show, you mentioned that uh, somehow Rain knew Lena's middle name, right? Which got me thinking, what if Rain knows Kara is Supergirl and ends up being the one to reveal that to Lena? It definitely feels like they have plans to do something this season with Lena versus Supergirl arc because it has been brought up for the past few episodes back to back. I also really enjoy the way the writers are going with Lena questioning Supergirl as a person, not as a hero, 
And I'm excited to see how they'll continue with that in the future, especially if Lena does find out about Kara being Supergirl. Thoughts? Hmm. I don't completely disagree, except that the way we kind of saw, except that we kind of saw Rain disappear tonight, and I guess she she could definitely come back mm-hmm. and cause some havoc, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't know where that stands at this point. But I do like they're. I don't know if they're setting it up for this season though. It feels like a slow. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Of. I can see that being a, a yes, a slower setup for for something to happen. You know, a payoff next season, or or maybe as as um something that starts in the in the cliffhanger at the end of the finale and and gets resolved at the beginning of next season, or something to that effect. I could see that too. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but but uh, having rain. Look, let, let's be honest. There's there's nothing to stop rain from coming back in some in some form. Uh, especially what we saw at the very very end of this episode. It's it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not the craziest idea. You know, I I it's I, I don't think we know for sure that rain is gone. We just know she's been separated from Sam, and and we don't know for sure whether whether she's totally gone. So that's uh, a good point. We will uh, we will have to see, but thank you, Alexis, for that email. I think that's a super cool idea. I think that would be really smart to have that be the way that she finds out. Um, but we'll see. We'll have to see. Yeah, I think I think it could. It, personal things like that, apart from physicality, really cement good villains. You know, they destroy personal lives as as well as you know professional lives. Yeah. I guess so. So that'd be good. We'll we'll, we'll see. We we'll shall see. see. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you to everybody who emailed us at supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. We certainly appreciate all the emails. And, you know, with only two weeks left, two weeks left this season, uh, season finale airs two weeks from now. Uh, we're going to be looking for your emails all summer long because we're going to need some mailbag episodes. We're going to we're going to want to talk to you guys throughout the summer. You know, just because Supergirl goes away for a few months doesn't mean we go away completely. We, we pop in and every now and then. Mailbag episodes are one of our favorite things to do because it pulls in everything that, that you guys think. So start thinking. Start thinking about your theories. You know, obviously, as we get to the finale, you'll have some theories about where, where things are headed for season four. So um, start start firing off those emails, supergirltvtalk at gmail.com, and we will get ready to read them over the summer. Uh, and if you want to if you want to stay in touch uh, during the summer, um, one of the ways to do that would be and, and to support a charitable cause while you're doing it is Stark Expo Live, uh, which is the event that we're putting on with some podcasting friends of ours, uh, including uh, and, and headlining Brian Austin Green from 90210 and Smallville and Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, he'll be there with uh, our buddy Derek Russell, a bunch of other podcasters like Steve Glosson and Graham Hancock uh, will also be there. We, I'll be there. We'll be putting on a, a one night of podcasting for charity all happening in Atlanta, September 1st during Dragon Con. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. We're really looking forward to it. Tickets, uh, all the proceeds from the tickets go to generosity.org, uh, providing drink, clean drinking water to those in need. It's really, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, at the event and it's all going to a good cause. So if you want to support the cause or if you want to see us or either or both head on over to stark expo live.eventbrite.com and purchase your tickets uh and uh help out a good cause and have some some fun in the process i have fun 
listening to Tim talk about <gasps> Supergirl when he cracks open his little blue book and talks to somebody, preferably me, about uh, about what's going on, on on Supergirl. Last week, you and Scott had a, had a, a good a good conversation, which I really really enjoyed listening to. Uh, oh well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, Scott's you know Scott's a great guy, and you're fine. Um, so <laughs> got me. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I had I had a blast listening to you guys. I thought you had made uh, a lot of good points, and uh, I, I decided that since I'm back this week, you can do the recap. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just That's, figured it is fortunate this week because I did I did write things. Uh, I did write things. Oh, in a down. book. In a in a book in, yeah, certainly cool. one you could you could call it a book because it opens and closes yeah yeah I yeah so yep one could certainly I call, call everything it a book. that opens and closes a book yep doors yep <laughs> mouths <laughs> windows windows all books. all books read me like a window those are some of my favorite books you, just, you, you see right through mm. me anyway Supergirl season three episode 21 entitled not kansas first premiered on june 4th 2018 directed by dermot downs written by gabriel lanas and anna Muskie goldwyn mm-hmm. all correct so far i sure hope so the episode starts right where the last episode left mm-hmm. off where they were about rain and supergirl were about to punch each other and boom they did punch each other and there was this really cool fight inside inside lena's secret lab where they destroyed some stuff like really like punched like ma- like major holes inside you know all the sets i guess um and so lena takes the harunel and turns it into a liquid form and then injects that into rain which turns her back into sam and then rain kind of like floats up and dis- uh, disappears into the air it was pretty pretty cool do you think the Harinel is black kryptonite uh i I think it's i don't i don't think they're ever going to call it black kryptonite but i think it's probably some sort of you know relative it's like a similar mineral to to black kryptonite probably if i had to guess you know with it with a name with a name like that um i think it probably i think it probably is it just seems too coincidental otherwise otherwise yeah yeah you know well, black kryptonite separates personalities. Yes, into two beings, and so that's so and that's I exactly figured, what we saw, right? So it, it right, yeah, right. It seems that's too the, coincidental. Otherwise, if it's not, it's like oh, okay. Well, then that was just okay. Yeah, right. So it's basically it's basically black kryptonite. So I, I think for all intents deal. and purposes, it is. Yeah, and that's and that's why she that's why Kara asked Lena later on. Do you think you could replicate it? Um, because we know she can make green kryptonite. Right. And so, you know, if you assume that they're basically the same thing, then it makes sense. And it does come from Krypton. So, it, does. You know, it does. Here we go. There's Anyways, some logic to it, for sure. Ex- exactly. So Sam feels that she has been hit by a bus, you know, and uh, she's recovering in the DEO, and she's reunited with Ruby, and it's all it's all fun and magical. And as you said, Supergirl asks Lena to create more synthetic Harunel or just some Harunel for Argo because like, she took some from there and she needs to return it. And so Lena said, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, yeah, sure, why not? Give it a shot. Yeah, you know, it's my job, right? Give it the old Luther try. Exactly. Blows up the world. On Oops. Nuts. Anyway, Kara then has this night with Alex in which she tells her that she wants to go back to Argo and kind of 
Alex says, you know, like, well, what did it feel like being there? And Kara says it felt like home, which I thought was so well delivered, that one line. The way, she, like, it, it, I can't describe or replicate how how she did it, but it was magical. It was awesome. Yeah, she she just captured the sort of wistful, like, missing, missing being home, a place that she hasn't been since she was a kid. And I also loved the way Alex, from the second that Kara brought this up, you could see on Alex's face the sadness that she already she already knew she was going to lose her sister. You know, mm. she already knew up oh, she wants to go, and I have to let her go, and I'm sad because I don't want her to go, but I have to let her go. It exactly. was all that was communicated in a flash on Kyler's face. Excellent. It's really excellent work from the two of them all the time. But this conversation was probably to me like top 10 conversations they've had in all three seasons and they've had some great ones so that's saying they, a lot they have but this is saying goodbye in a lot of ways yeah. and it was really really well done they are kind of looking at it like well alex went away to college and we made that work so maybe we can get maybe maybe this will work and i like to yeah, it depends like, on the wi-fi in argo well yeah what's wi-fi like in space it doesn't exist um, but they'll figure it out. Yeah. Car decides that she is going to go back to Argo. I don't think that was ever in contention in the episode, but it, but at the beginning, like we saw her make that decision. Yeah, that's right. And so the, and so the DEO is going to throw them a nice party, you know, which is fun and exciting for them. Uh, yeah, it is. It's a little funny how many people were not at that party. People important well, in Cara's you know, life. The, yeah, I wrote that down. It's interesting that her mom's not there. Her cousin's not there. Superman's not there. Yeah, this like you, you, you said you're going away because we also saw you have a party for Kara Danvers going on assignment, right? And like Lena gives you a hug and like all this stuff. So, like, you're planning on going away for a long time. I wonder what a quote unquote assignment she has. I know. Like, but either way, like, like, you're not going to tell Clark that part of Krypton is hanging out in space. Hey, you, hey, you want to meet your aunt who's still alive? Do you want to meet a person who connects you to our, to our dead planet? Yeah. Do you want to meet a whole bunch of people? Do you want to, yeah. you want to meet it? Nope. Okay. No, that's fine. I'm just going to go now. Like that's yeah, so I, weird. <laughs> it's so weird, and I haven't felt this way in a whole season, really. Mm. That he hasn't. That he's not. It's that he's not even mentioned or thought of. Yeah, you know, like Krypton's back, and it's like, oh, that other Kryptonian, whatever. I know it. It is a little, a little strange. I mean, you have to remember that it's her show, but it's also like, yeah, but. But he, but it. But, I don't. Know. I don't need to see him. I don't need him to go with her to Argo City. I just think it's weird that there's no mention of him. Yeah, I. I it's a little the, bit need him. To, <laughs> I a little bit need him to go. But 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 more. But if they could explain it away, I'd be okay with that. If yeah. they could, if they could yeah. come up with a good explanation, I, I'd let it go. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, Akara invites Monel to go with her to Argo, and he's like, "Oh, that's okay, forward, but sure, I, I'll definitely go." That that fits right into me f- feeling odd and not knowing what to do with myself. This seems like a good idea. Yeah. On a side note, 
did they change the crest outline on Monel's costume? So like when he first appeared in his red suit, it looked it was like a full it was like the full outline of the crest, right? Sure. Kind of like shadowed in or yeah 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 yes but if you like tonight's episode i noticed that like it it comes up for like the diamond in the bottom and then it comes up but then it doesn't attach it's like actual fabric like a line and it goes like it arcs up to his neck uh uh i'm looking at a photo of him from this episode and from last episode and it side by side they look the same what might not have been Last time it could have been since like oh. the first time he put on the suit. Maybe but I'd have to I'd have to go back. Yeah, and, and look. But it's, I mean, it's not super noticeable. I think it just like adds a bit of design on the front. Sure. So it's not just like a you know a shadow imprint on his um, right on his chest. You know, you know when you have a picture hanging on a wall and it stays mm-hmm. there for years and years and years, and yes, then you take exactly it off right. and you see mm-hmm. the like dirt outline of where the frame used to be. Yep. That's what the outline on his chest looks like. It, it looks like there yes. used to be an S House of L sigil on his chest for years, and then you took it off, and all that's left is the, like, the dirty outline, the dusty outline. Yep. I agree, which is why I thought they kind of like just changed, just tweaked it slightly so it wouldn't look like that. But I don't know. I, I'd have to go back. I didn't have time to go back and look before we started recording. So. Interesting. Oh, well, we'll find out. We shall. Uh, anyway, um, so Kari gives this this little speech at the DEO and she says, you know, it's been an honor protecting this planet and being protected by it. You know, you are my friends, you know, role models. This world has given me a family and I'm bringing all of you with me and I'm at peace knowing that you're here holding down the fort. That's nice. It is very nice. And she, and then so she kind of ends with this thing that says cow shah, you know, in Kryptonian or Kryptonian says to be continued. Mm. You know, that's what they say, which is pretty, pretty cool. I, I pretty think cool. so. Mm-hmm, indeed. So she knows she'll be back because she says, like, you know, until I return and stuff. So it's like a going away party, but she's not going to live on Argo forever. She's, like, doing, like, a staycation or something or, you know, I have to, like, be us. It's like a sabbatical to Argo. Like, I need yeah, to figure sure. out my yeah, time yeah. here. But she's not. It. There's no, like, you're going away forever to Argo, which is which I like because. It she didn't like completely abandon Earth. Be like, well, they're there now, so I'm gone forever. Bye. Good luck. Yeah, it's a it's a. I need to go there for a little while and figure it out, and then maybe decide to stay and maybe not. But it's a trial run, right. which is good of her. So Kara is then reunited with this woman named Thara Akbar. Is what it sounded Ak-var, like. Var with a V. Akvar. Oh, yes. so it's not a trap. Okay, it's gotcha. not. And Thara Thara Akvar is the name and i hope i'm not well i eh, this is a comic book thing so i'm, I'm just the name of the of thara akvar in the comic books is the name of Flamebird. really as in Flamebird and nightwing really on krypton I did not know that oh yeah 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 okay so people who have no idea what you're talking about they go nightwing's dick creation what right, are you talking right, right. about yes you, so, why don't you, you professor tim why don't you explain the the comic book history there so so Flamebird and nightwing are two Kryptonian superheroes and of of myth and legend and when Dick Grayson was still Robin and he was trying to come up with a new identity for for himself he was trying to leave Batman and the Batcave and all that stuff and needed to become his own hero he was talking to Superman about it and 
Superman is the one that suggested the name Nightwing based off of this old Kryptonian hero, and that's where his name comes from in some versions of the story. Um, yes, but but Flamebird and Flamebird and Nightwing. There you go. I knew the name was familiar, and I didn't look it up before. I'm glad that you knew that. That's yes. great. That was that was a character uh, created by. Jeff Johns, you know, during during like my peak era of of reading action comics uh, religiously. So, yep, yep, yep. I remember that I, well. Flamebird and Nightwing are that new? No, no. But but uh, this iteration, like those those names for those secret identities. Oh, oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah. There, uh, someone, someone else in in older Superman lore, like in the Silver Age or the Bronze Age, whenever that first came about, probably Silver Age. Somebody else was was nineteen sixty three. Edmund Hamilton and Kurt Swan. There you go. There you go. One, two. There you go. So it's very good. It's like one's a fire dragon and one's a night dragon, and there's this whole, it's this whole thing. It's this whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Anyway, that's fun. You know, you mentioned uh, dragons. Can I can I go on a tangent? <laughs> uh yes, but in case before you go on the tangent, one one bit, um Flamebird is part of the religious guild, like it Thar Akbar is like part of that thing. So like because because this um because there's the anti I guess you know, I guess you'd call it like the anti religion right now, this cult that's running this yes, cult that's yes. running around. Um and so they, they, you know, the daughters of the night. And so I wonder if the night is like the night dragon and flame bird is the. Oh, interesting. So if they're like worshipers of like, like Nightwing and so they need flame bird to come and counteract yeah. it. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I mean, it's it does seem like why would they mention Thara? I mean, they mentioned her like 10 times in this episode. Like she kept referencing. I mean, at one point. Kara was even like, oh, it's so good to be back here with you and Thara. Like, this person I never mentioned before, but it's so good to be back here with her and you, Mom. So the fact that they kept mentioning her kind of feels like they're they're planning to do something with that. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if if she ends up being a, a key in taking down the, the darkness here. And yeah, that, that would be interesting. The Flameberg versus Nightwing, like Day versus Night. That's, ah, I like that. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a, a deviation from the original but it's mm-hmm. still pretty it's pretty cool they're pretty cool. cool pretty cool yeah but anyway so dragons tangent go oh <laughs> i already forgot um did you know that they didn't discover like the first like they didn't discover dinosaurs until after george washington died yeah 1800s yeah yeah and so so george washington never knew dinosaurs existed like that's crazy to me um but 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 the thing the thing is, okay. I saw this on Reddit today. Someone put it in those terms. Of like, he died this year, and like the first dinosaur bones were discovered. But they still had found some bones before that, and that's why they thought there were dragons. Because they found, like, a skull of a dinosaur, and they were like, oh, see? Dragons, told you. Yeah, that actually makes, to- that makes total sense. I mean, it does. Right. I just never thought about it in those terms. Anyway. That's- yeah, that's funny, because, well, I guess I, I really love dinosaurs. Like, Me hardcore, too. Like... I, oh yeah, I mean this is not a this is not a dinosaur podcast, Frank. So I'm not going into it, but let's just say it is a second calling, and so poss- possibly a third calling. Who knows? Let's so, just say if they ever do a Jurassic a Jurassic Park TV show. Hi and welcome to Jurassic TV Talk. 
Oh, my God. Absolutely. I'd be so there for that. Anyway. Life would find a way for that one. Oh, wouldn't it ever. Welcome to Jurassic TV Talk. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, we're selling it, Frank. We're selling it. Anyway. Called dibs. Anyway. Monel. Meanwhile, it needs a synthetic gravity manipulator so he can bend time and return to the future. You know, science. Actually, I thought this was actually pretty cool because I'm a huge fan of the film Interstellar. I don't know if you, I'm sure you've seen Interstellar, but the idea of gravity playing a role in time and all that stuff, that's real sci- That's real science. Mm-hmm. And so for them, he's like, I need gravity manipulator so I can return to the future. Like, bam, that was pretty cool. Love it. Like, yep. Love it. It's totally like under the under the table. Like, yeah, comic, it was like but... a subtle little thing there. But if you if you know it, you know it, and you and you got yeah. it. The whole the relativity thing. Super fun. Anyway, Guardian and Win are on patrol since Kara is gone, and it's a super slow night. So slow that he's just playing basketball backwards, which is backwards, which is fun. I think it's funny that he talks. It's funny that Guardian talks to Win in his Guardian voice. I know. Yeah, does do you think that they blah blah blah? Like you could just I wonder I think it's supposed to be his voice changer. I uh, yeah, assume. I think it is, yeah. I'm not wearing hockey pants. Exactly. So Guardian ends up saving a police officer because this guy was carrying an assault rifle and fires on him. And it's a super powerful bullet gun, like Guardian is like pushed back like really far with um, with the force of the bullets, mm-hmm. and he's like, "My and new so, shield!" Oh no, my new my new shield! Um, it it would work better if it was colored gold. Win, hmm. just saying, but not made of gold because it's a soft. No, metal that's soft metal. That, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't work at all. Myron, meanwhile, wants Jean to perform this thing called the Reach, which is where the elder generation of Martian passes down all the memories and knowledge to the next generation before they pass on from this world. And Jean has been reasoning that Myron has actually been fine for weeks, but Myron says it's actually just the calm before the storm, Mm. and I can feel my time is closing, and we really need to do this. But Jean isn't ready to... Jean isn't ready to give that up yet. Yeah, he's not ready to say goodbye to his dad. No, twice. Okay. I mean, he's, again, like he got him back, and now he's gone again, and he's just—he's not ready to—he's not ready to be there yet. I—I—I um, I, I have to say this. I don't. I what what has what has his story been since he came to Earth? What really was his story? What has been? And, and you know, finale hasn't happened yet, so there's still time. But I'm a little bit like. His time on Earth has been very meandering and wandering, and there hasn't been a lot of... I mean, there there, there has been a story, sure, like of, of him and his son uh, uh, rekindling their relationship and, and, and the themes of fathers and sons and of saying goodbye to the older generation and, 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 and how hard it is when someone starts to go you know, mentally. All those things are themes, but what's really the story and what's really his purpose for being here? It just seems very very meandering and i i don't really know what's going on <laughs> with this character are you talking about jean or myron uh, myron i, I they've been saying marin i noticed marin. which is weird but yeah um yeah I, him um i don't he's not i don't think he's supposed to be part of the larger narrative he's there to round out jean as a character so jean isn't just the 
lonely survivor or the you know the wise director or whatever he's so he be, feels like a fully rounded three-dimensional character that's what he's there for so i'm not think you're trying to connect him to a larger story that's not necessary i mean he's had his uses and and everything like that but he's really there as a supplemental character for jean yeah i, I don't think there's anything I don't think there's anything beyond that. So David Harewood doesn't have to come to set every day and just be like, yeah, that's good. Go and do that. You, <laughs> Alex, go do that. You know, I'm words of wisdom. Okay, good job, team. See you tomorrow. Yeah. You know, this is like actually he gets to act. He gets to do like real emotional depth stuff. I just I guess I wish that I guess I wish that he, that Carl Lumbly had more of a that his character had more of an arc, but he's he's a little flat really overall. Like he's kind of a two-dimensional character who's there to support Jean more he's, than anything else. I, exactly. He's a supporting character for Jean. He's a t- he's a two-dimensional character meant to breathe life into what should be a three-dimensional character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little unfortunate, but I think you're right. I it's probably unfortunate I think because it's Carl Lumley and we love him because he's the voice of the Martian Manhunter from the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited cartoon and stuff, but but I don't personally need to see that character have an like a bigger like arc than yeah. he's having or a bigger I, I guess impact on the overall story it's sort of what happened with McGon too she was sort of a i mean arguably she had more of an arc she had more of a story of her own but um she mainly existed as a supporting character for jean to add pathos to his his struggle um and to his arc and i guess that's kind of what's happening here again that's true, but I I think that could be that could be said about a lot of not a lot of the characters on the show necessarily can't say that about Alex or Supergirl or even Monel, but you could kind of say it about James and kind of say it about Win. Like they're really just they're they have their individual stories, you know, to round it, but they're not they're not characters of major growth they're there to help other characters grow that's true yeah you know that their their job is a little bit more either on the exposition side or something like that but it's not it's not really about them and especially especially myron or marin however you want to say it that's kind of like a a step even he's not a cast regular he's a guest star yeah yeah you know i don't need him to do anything. I mean Alora Alora is kind of the same thing for Kara, right? I mean she's not Yes. A, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's the, it's like that's actually a good comparison because you have Jean and his father and then Kara and her mother. Yeah. And it's all about this reconnection and they're probably going to have to say goodbye again and so you're they're not seeing it mirrored in the same episode like following the same track but they their arcs are the same. Yeah. In, yeah, you know, potentially. So So yeah, I Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, totally. Anyway, the gun was a it finds out that the gun was a DEO assault rifle and it totally ruined Guardian Shield. So maybe he should get a new gold colored one mm. and with a little and blue, the, maybe. Exactly. That would be so nice. And the gun uh, sh- should have been micro tripped. But um, if it was stolen from the DEO and John is really like, that's impossible. It really was not stolen from us. It's just not a possibility. Kara and Monel, meanwhile, run into Val and his mom. Val, if you remember, is the little kid who had the breathing problem 
and and Monel helped helped save him. And Kara is impressed that Monel did not brag about this. Didn't even didn't tell anybody it wasn't necessary. It's just something nice that he did. He really has come such a long way. Yeah, he just casually violated the Prime Directive and didn't tell anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Although it's not really. Then yeah, no, it's definitely the Prime Directive. Anyway, um, <laughs> kind of some is. construction material. It kind it definitely is. Construction material lands near them and almost kills ev- uh, a bunch of everybody. And Kara saw this hooded figure that runs away, and nobody is suspicious about this except for Kara. She's like, no, hooded figure means bad things. It's all good. And, it's and all right, Kara. Like, yeah, I agree. And everyone's like, no, what's this? Like, what do you, nothing this is bad a, happens Utopia. Here. Everything is fine. Everything's fine. Welcome to Stepford. Everything's fine. Exactly. Please. So, Mon- so Monel, for Kara's protection, because she does not have powers where they are he gives her the legion flight ring which is kind of fun because Kara is a member of legion of superheroes in in the comics for for a stack of time and so it's actually it was really fun to see supergirl wearing a legion ring yeah yeah it was jean and james go to visit the gun manufacturer and this was a really interesting conversation and i wish i was writing faster so i could write everything down but basically the the guy's response is that, yes, we have an important contract with you or the FBI, quote unquote. Um, and but and he says that it's it's very unfortunate that one of our weapons was used to almost harm somebody. But that's not my fault. That's the fault of the person mm-hmm. firing the gun. You know, he says our guns bring families together. He tells the story of his grandfather teaching him to fire a gun. And it's bringing families together and he's got you know employees and every like so changing contracts and everything like that taking guns off the, that yeah that well they're making his a, employees they're making a consumer version of that same gun that they make for the deo he makes another one you know a, a different model made for consumers right. and he's saying like, like it's a hunting rifle it's a hunting rifle you know it's perfectly legal um and and I think James says, like, we'll stop selling that gun. And he says, like, I got employees with mouths to feed. Like, you know, I'm not going to just, this is, this is my business. And when James says, like, oh, so you're just, you just want people, more people to buy more guns. He turns back and he says, like, well, you want people to buy Catco. So buy Catco magazine. Like, we're both businessmen. So it, it you yeah. know, kind of setting forth the argument that's happening in our country right now, down to, down to bump stocks were mentioned. Like, everything was laid out. It is, Rip from the headlines type of situation, um, as this show tends to do, where they they attack social issues head on, and uh, and in this case they were actually sort of showing people talking on both sides of the issue, which is kind of interesting because usually they kind of take a, I mean they took a stand, but it was a little more of of conversational, you know than than I mean it it, it, it was clear like that I I think it was clear that the writers are like talking through James. Of why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? But but they had um, the the guy from the gun manufacturer, and then later Lena, um, kind of giving the counterpoint in in not like a monstrous way either, in a sort of rational way. Um, That's right, which well, was interesting to, to, to me because uh, anyway, it was just it was just interesting to see them them attack it from that that angle. I agree. Well, to go to that point, the the Lena because that was the next scene, Lena. Lena is talking to James about it, and James is, you know, like, we shouldn't 
have to worry about kids going to school and you know all the stuff that we're all talking about right. and and Lena this is kind of defensively but not meanly like well I I own a gun and I have used it to protect myself mm-hmm. and so am I a bad person like by your standards because I have a gun and I've used it to protect myself um and because and I think there's a this line that they've kind of drawn Lena's having a rational conversation about it she's like I'm hearing your point and you're right on a lot of it but I hope that you're also hearing mine and I think that go like that's it's not unusual for the show to take like a not a neutral stance but um you know open stance mm-hmm. on things mm-hmm. but I think you're I think this did take it a bit of a step further where it was he, almost hearing the other side and for a character like Lena who we have watched her defend herself with a gun before with very real situation you know you go yeah that's that's right you have to and she's not carrying an assault an assault rifle to right. work she's carrying a she has a handgun for protection but we've also seen her take that gun and point it at um what's his name there Morgan Edge right right and yep. almost kill him yep. so there's like she conveniently left that part out yeah, of she her out of her story. So there's there's a lot going on here. But I think, I don't want to say this is the rift. Like, I don't think this is the beginning of a rift between Lena and James. Like, necessarily. Like, you can have a disagree. You can certainly disagree on things with your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, your spouse. Like, whatever. But um, it, it's very interesting. This is clearly a very big thing for James. And I wouldn't call it a big thing for Lena, but she certainly has enough of a stance to to speak her mind about this. Yeah, I, agreed, agreed. I find it interesting that often, often this show has a point, a very specific point of view on an issue, and they make it very clear. And again, I think they made it clear what what the writers probably feel, but they chose instead of instead of using the show purely as an instrument for their point of view, which they could have done easily, um, they chose it. They chose to use it as a moment of let's have the dialogue. And it was sort of James and Lena, I think they were using as sort of the analogs for different members of the audience. And like, let's all listen to each other was sort of the message instead of here is what we believe and this is what you should believe too. It's sort of like, whatever you believe, talk to somebody who believes the other thing. Like, just understand what the other point of view is before you have your point of view, which I found uh, very, I, I thought it was actually a really good way of, of um, handling that. I, I like that a lot. I- I agree. I think you're absolutely right. It's the here's the issue. Let's talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Let's listen to one another. I think that's a gets a it's a great point. Um, meanwhile, all this is happening in the office. James screams out, "Miss Tessmacher!" Ah, so good, which is great. Um, and apparently, Eve studied nuclear physics what? at Yale. Was it? I think it was Yale. Yeah, I was like, what? Pretty sure it was Yale. <laughs> what? Where's this been this whole time? Where where was that well, when you were making out with Mike in the closet? It wasn't necessary information. Oh my god, I forgot she made out with Mike. That's right. I forgot about that. Kara um, brought it up like three weeks ago. I like that they're just using Eve. I thought that that's great. I know. So it was great. Loved it. I love it. Kara and Monel go out to dinner with Flamebird and her husband. And even Kryptonians use regular forks. I thought that was so interesting. I know. 
I know. <laughs> That's a thing, actually, that like Derek and I were talking about a lot all throughout season one of Krypton. Uh, was all the like, oh, you use that phrase too, or you have that technology too that we have on Earth. And so I noticed the forks. I was like, oh, that's fun. I forks. think that every time in Star Wars when they say, I'll see you in hell. Yes! Like, yes! <laughs> Absolutely. It's such a, like, it's such a, okay, so that's a thing. Like, that's a very specific thing that you've said. And somebody there. says hell in Solo, and I immediately thought, yeah, you think of Empire Strikes Back. I immediately when... think of Han saying that in Empire. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's Han that does say hell. I also think it's um, oh Beckett. Woody Harrelson's character Beckett. Yeah, but anyway, that's not here nor yeah. there. It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's right. I love that. So Kara's friends are talking about building this gazebo, and it should be facing the flowers or the sunset or whatever, but it's or the field, but it's facing the forest. Instead, Inkar is so like, oh my god, rich Kryptonians and their rich <laughs> Kryptonian problems. Like, I just don't care. And uh, I was like, I don't care. Like, just pick up the gazebo and turn it. Why is it a big deal? Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, they have gazebos too, huh? Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> but it's made out of stone, uh-huh. so it's different. It is funny how some things are just like, we don't want to create a whole new thing that the audience won't understand, so we have to use you know you have to use something yeah yeah something that everyone knows i mean it's funnier it's 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 weirder when you go the star trek route of giving something like a weird alien name like oh you call them gazebos that's funny we call it the outdoor entertainment structure like right you know right which which one is weird yeah um what i think is interesting in this conversation. So this this whole thing about this gazebo, but then they say you'll find the direction you're facing. The direction you are facing is important, you know. And they, we don't get lines like that just because. Never. There was a whole point to the story. Maybe the gazebo will come into play. That would actually be hilarious. That actually would me. be really funny. Yeah, but either way. That's that's where we leave that. Kara sees this hooded woman again and confronts her, and she's all like, "No, it wasn't me." And uh, and Flamebird lets her lets her go. Mm. What's her name? I keep saying Thara because I can't. Remember. Thara, thank you. I didn't want to go back through the notes. Lara, Kara, Thara. It's Krypton. Jeez, it's like the Bible naming everyone Mary. <laughs> no, yeah, just there are other names, people. Rachel. Crystal, <laughs> the thundercloud, and then Tim said anyway. names for three hours. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you about more names: <laughs> Ava, Eva, Beaver, <laughs> Evil Caniva. Anyway, I'm done. Wow, I'm done. Um, car paranoid? Not likely. I'm glad that the show didn't go with this. Like, car's paranoid, and no one believes mm. her kind of thing. Like, it was. It was there, but but then it was resolved fairly quickly, which I which I liked. She got she went right to a ten immediately. She was like, "You tell me what's going on. You tell me who you're working for, or you're gonna regret it." Like she went straight up, like I will hurt, I will cut you. What sounds? Well, she doesn't have her powers, and she gets very antsy when she can actually be hurt. You know, so I think that's we've seen that for the past couple of weeks, and so yep. I, I'm I'm sure that plays a large part of it. 
Um, the DEO learns that tracking guns is hard because there's no digital or real paper trail apart from the gun stores. And so there's it's almost impossible to really find illegal guns. Turns out. Turns out. So um, while they're all trying to figure that out on Earth, Kara is talking to Allura. And she answers all of Kara's suspicions. This person was this. This is why the construction fell. Blah, 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 blah. And so her advice as mom is like, maybe it's time for you to take care of yourself. You know, you've been taking care of everybody else for so long. Maybe it's time you just need some R&R. You need to get away for mm-hmm. a little bit. And Kara said, that's exactly what Alex said. And Laura was like, mm, well, I like her. That's good. It's all good. What do you think of Erica Durant's performance? As Alora. It's hard for me to see her as anything other than Lois. And that's on me. I don't think it's on her. It's just hard for me to see. I, I watched her in that role for like six years. So it's just hard to like think of her as as being Alora, especially because it was Laura Benanti first. So it's like mm-hmm. kind of two different things that are not her fault that are stopping me from really embracing her. Like I'm not really having that problem with um with like Dean Kane in this role, it's like, oh yeah, 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 it's Dean Kane. But like, I'm not like, no, but he's Superman. He can't. But with her, it's a little bit like, yeah, but that's not, yeah, that's not the kind. Of... I guess it's because it's such a radically different character for her to be playing. Like she's she's a, a, just a totally different personality than Lois. Um, and that's that's me. And I've come to expect that sort of uh, sassiness that that Lois brings from her. I, but I, I think it's a very good performance. Um, I think she's doing a fine job. It's just hard for me to to see past like that's Lois. It's a good point. It's a great point. Kara, no, I already said that. So the DEO finds the shooter, old fashioned police lineup on the computer, yeah. and it's a man named Arthur Willis. And they find out he's going to attack his old employees through the use of social media. I should rephrase that. He's going to attack his old employees, and they find this out because he put. Po- he posted on his social media. There we yep. go. It's very timely. Um, yeah, it was, he was too real. He, yeah, very, very real. Um, so he was fired because he had all these outbursts of anger, and it turns out they tried to help him, but he refused the help, and so now they're in this bit of a predicament. Jean ends up confronting Arthur while Guardian hides in the wings, and he's really upset because he all he did was work, and he lost his wife because of it, but then he never got any reward from work for it. It's like a, it's a thing that people really go through. Oh yeah, you know, you you work too much, you never spend time with your family, and then your family's gone, and you're left with nothing. Even the work is not fulfilling. So, John says a lot of good things here, but one that struck out to me is like you've got something loud and ugly, but do you really think that's going to make people hear you? Mm. It's a great, it's a great line, and loud and ugly only continues loud and ugly it doesn't it doesn't really solve it doesn't really solve anything it's not even a quick fix it like literally solves nothing so i thought that was this was very good of jean he's really in Kara's absence this is the Kara role yeah right that's here, right to do this and so he is i think i think he is the next best one to kind of step up and do something along those lines especially since if he chooses to fire the gun jean can phase or like he's strong enough to be okay. So he wasn't in terrible danger here, which is okay. It's no different than Kara 
doing the same thing. She's not in danger from the. She wouldn't be in danger from those sure. bullets. But it's just important to calm the person down and have them talk it out as opposed to just coming in, snatching the gun, and being like, "Good, good job, team." It's really about Arthur making the choice to put down the gun to kind of turn this leaf over to do the right thing. It was great. It was really good. Uh, Kara visits the greenhouse. It was so pretty. Monel finds her in there, and they're all wearing white, and they're like, friendship's the best. And he's like, ha, 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 I love you still. <laughs> Buddy. Buddy. Um, so he's like, I- I'm really sorry to do this now because you're going through a lot and stuff, and I didn't really even mean to bring this up right now, but I have, here's the, here's the word vomit. I've got nothing, I've got nothing for you. I uh, kind of left my wife for you, sort of. Yep, but she's but she said it was okay. But I can go so, back if you're not if you're not feeling I, this. I can just she'll take me. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And they and so she, Kara talks about this dream at the beginning of the season that we saw way at the beginning of the season, and like Allura turned into that monster yes. and blah 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 all that stuff. And there. And Monel was there, and he was waiting for her, and they were wearing the same clothes that they were in the real in the real life. And so, are they fulfilling a prophecy? Question mark Is Alora really Alora? Mm. Is she actually a monster or a world killer or a member of the cult? Find out more when it tells us in future episodes. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so they almost kiss, but then they are attacked by a rogue, a rogue Kellex. As things um, go, I mean, you know, that's just par for the course. Exactly, and the hooded woman shows up again, and Kara confronts her with Monel, and it turns out she is of the daughters of the night, the children of Jeru, and they're here to save Krypton, and uh, and she's like, and I'm following Selena. She's uh, Serena. She's one of them. No, it is Selena. I said it right the first time. Um, and uh, she's like, nothing is as it seems, and I think that's a bigger clue mm. than just Selena. I really think because they. They wouldn't have mentioned that dream for me to then remember that Allura turned into some weird, mm-hmm. like, Bilbo wants the ring face kind of thing. And that I think there's a bigger thing. There's a much bigger yeah, thing. Yeah, something's up here. with Argo. Argo's not. Argo's not above board. Mm-hmm. The, the, no, these are either not. With Argo. Something's up with Argo. Yeah. So these are either not the people who they say they are, or they're projections, or they're demons, or some, I don't know what they are. But I don't think this is really her mom. I don't think this is really Thara. I don't think any of these people are who they say that they are. Um, they may think that they are, but I, I suspect that they're not really. Yeah, it's a good point. Maybe they all are projections or monsters or demons. Like, who knows? I, I, that's a great point. I'm very curious. So, um, But meanwhile, back on Earth, Jean makes this big announcement to the DEO. Huge announcement. And... He's like, everyone, all 50 of you, gather. Good um, news, everyone. Good news. You're going to the Mars system. Anyway, um, he says that they're going to start phasing out weapons of lethal force, which is huge because they're, they're a protection agency. And the big question is, like, how are we supposed to defend ourselves? And he says there will be non-lethal weapons developed by, you know, Special Agent Wynn. And we'll begin replacing all these weapons. And so I said, if you want to go, we will help you transfer to other departments. So I understand. And some DEO agents really do walk out mm-hmm. in anger. And some really stay. 
And he says, Jean says, you know, we are agents of peace. And so we have to start acting like this because we're part of the problem by perpetuating having these weapons. This is huge. I mean, so like this is where the writers really say, like, this is yeah. our stance. Yeah, this is exactly. This is where they're showing it more, more, more overtly. I love that phrase, agents of peace. Yep. I yeah. love that, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. I love that to pieces. And and. <laughs> James, thanks. Uh, and so James comes up and he's like, you know, the only thing you need is a shield to protect. And then, I, then all I could think of is when the DEO throws its mighty shield. <laughs> hey, you know when you call us agents of peace a second shield. ago, what if we call ourselves agents of shield? Of shield? Ah, uh, but it's taken. Ah, crap. Or is it? No, I'll be in Tahiti. Boom. Got him. I haven't watched that show Neither in a long I. time, but I'd like to actually continue because I did enjoy it once upon mm. a time. Once upon a December. It's June. <laughs> Lena working. I'm, I'm tired. I'm glad we're almost at the end of this, <laughs> Frank. <laughs> it's been a Ooh, long buddy. week. What day um, is it? Monday? Crap. Monday. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Um, Lena is working with Eve because she studied nuclear physics and stuff. And so it's a Luther and a Tessmacher working How together, great is that? which is it's great. It's awesome. And Lena is kind of like, oh, there's some real potential with Harunel far beyond what Supergirl even knows or thinks. And that is such a Luther way of being like, oh, there's some like I could do stuff with this. Like I could scheme, but in a good way, because I'm Lena and not any other Luther. But there's something. Yeah. You gave me such a look when you said that where you're like, stop trying to make Lena evil, Frank. Yep, stop it. I know what you're stop thinking. It. Stop it. I'm going to say this up front in a Lena way, in a nice person way, because she's nice. Some. Because she's sometimes, most of the time, 94% of the time, she's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Jean uh, goes to his father, and you know he says he's ready for the reach. And then... Uh, Alex is sad that Ruby isn't around, and so she uh, Googles adoption, or she she um, generically searches the internet for adoption. Yeah, the same way you'd search for a puppy, she's looking for children. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, like, hey, if you said to adopt a child, what's the first thing you're going to do? Child gonna Rescue League of National City. Yeah, how to, yeah, how to, how to adopt the children. Yep. Um, and I think we all kind of saw this coming. I mean, but I we don't know what's going to happen with Sam, really. So right. it could be for not. But this is really Alex's track now. And uh, Sam and Ruby are at home watching Singing in the Rain. And Sam gets up and drops her glass and something's wrong. But we don't know exactly what it is. But it's just it's not we're not out of the woods yet. Mm-mm. It's not over yet. Nope, and we see Thomas Coville in this field with a Kryptonian crystal, and it turns and Selena has shown up in a in a big old ship that uh, Jean's big old ship that she stole and left a big old rain crest, a world killer crest, right right on the grass, and uh, that's that's no good. And she plunges the crystal into the ground and builds a new sanctuary, and that's where the episode ends. Mm crazy stuff poor sean's never getting his ship back nope uh superhead so it's a nice ship i guess he just gave it to kara when she was going to argo and he was like here you go this is yours now yeah because i guess i don't need it um also 
How do you... Did they leave the keys in the ship? Yeah, I guess. Or she hotwired it, right? <laughs> I don't know. Mm, she hotwired it. They're like, oh, it's here. Call. We were in Argo. It's a utopian uh, new city-state. We don't need... Uh, there's no keys here. We don't we'll just leave keys. the keys in the tailpipe. It's fine. Yeah, no one will ever no know. No one will see them. No, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Uh, so uh, that's the end of this episode. Uh, Frank, did you did you like this episode? I did. Yeah, um, it definitely kept me guessing, and and uh, there were you know as the closer we get to the end of the season, obviously it starts to to loom and become more imminent. It's sort of how are we going to tie this up? How are we going to what what twists do you have uh, ahead? And I'm starting to see a couple of hints of things that I think are going to happen. Things with Argo in particular. Um, yeah, so I'm 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 quite enjoying as we as we head down to the end of season three. What about you? I didn't. I enjoyed this episode. Uh, two episodes left, and I'm excited to kind of get into like this uh, the breakneck pace of the end yeah. of the season episodes. Um, this one was a little slow because it, it like needed time. It's like that. It's like that breathing episode before you can't breathe for two yeah, hours of television. Yeah. So I enjoy. I enjoyed that, and I think there's some really good character stuff here. Um, so yeah, overall, good ep- good episode. And so, Frank, tell us where the people can find us so then we can talk about the trailer. Sounds good. Well, you can find us at TV Supergirl on Twitter. You can find us at SupergirlTVTalk.com. That's uh, where all the episodes and information on this show can be found. Uh, You can find us at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com, where this show and all of our other podcasts are found. Uh, But you can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Castro, really anywhere you can find podcasts, uh, you'll find this one. If you do use Apple Podcasts, be sure to check out uh, our page and leave us a a rating or review. Simple tapping uh, four or five stars is all it takes. You don't need to write a whole review. But if you do want to write a whole review, hey, we're not going to stop you. We love it. We love our reviews. Thank you so much to everybody who leaves them. But even just a quick rating will do. Um, we, uh, can be, uh, found at supergirltvtalk at gmail.com. Like I said, mailbag episodes coming up this summer. Uh, the more email you send us, the more of them we will do. So, so get, get your emails into us, your thoughts, your theories, your speculation, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that more or less covers it. Don't you? I think it does. It does. So let's talk trailer. Okay. In five, four. Now, Selena attacks Earth, and uh, she wants some. She wants rain back, and we see some some of her followers also having powers and attacking people. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, what do we do? Oh my god!" Yeah, it's um, the it's the what kind of, what sisters? Night sisters? Night sisters? Night sisters? Yeah, sisters of the night. Sisters of the night. Sisters of the night. Yeah, uh, daughters of the daughters. Night. Of daughters. The night. Of the I night. knew it wasn't sisters. Night sisters is a thing from Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Star I was Wars. Joking, yep. but, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I. That's an interesting new angle. Um, that so I, I guess that's there in the new fortress she built or something. Kryptonians always come in threes. Why is that? It's always Zod, Ursa, and Non, and it's always, you know, it's her and her her daughters of the night and all all this stuff. It's interesting. They always always come in threes. That's because you need three people to have like a really effective conversation. And so there are no weird, awkward pauses where somebody's always saying something. So it's just better that way. Plus, if one gets sick, then you still have a backup. And, you know, it's threes are okay. That's why this podcast will never take off. There's not enough of us. Oh, yeah, that's it. Need a third. It'll never, it'll never fly. Yeah. But anyway, so that's the trailer. Not a lot to talk about. They're keeping details pretty close to the they S-Crest. They are. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So... 
Yeah. Yeah, and we don't really know uh, much going into the finale. Uh there not 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 much in terms of major spoilers have uh have dropped. That means that means big changes are coming because they're not saying anything. Uh, right. They're being tight lipped about it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And so but then we'll just have to talk about it next week. That's right. So so then I guess it is until next time. Up up and away.